Hello and welcome to another episode of Ozpol Explained, where I explain everything to do with Australian politics. My name's David, your wonderful curly-haired host, and today I will be interviewing an independent candidate via Zoom. Today we're going to be going over all sorts of things about being independent, from how does one campaign, to what is the reason for being an independent instead of joining a party. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. For our audience, could you please quickly introduce yourself and also a brief physical description for accessibility purposes. My name is Georgia Steele. Uh, I am running as an independent candidate in the upcoming federal election for the seat of Hughes. I am uh, 170 centimetres tall, I have brown hair, brown eyes, and I'm wearing the brightest orange lipstick I could find. So you're running as an independent. Could you explain what that means? I'm running as an independent, um, which is a very simple concept. It means me, Georgia Steele, the individual, is going to nominate to run in a federal election. It's really as simple as that. I have no party affiliations whatsoever. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it really as an individual. So why are you running as an independent instead of as part of another party? There are some huge benefits to running as an independent and there are some, you know, significant downsides as well. Uh, if we start with the benefits, because I obviously thought that they outweigh the negatives, running as an independent means that you can run on and campaign for exactly the issues that you care about. Uh, no one is telling you what your policies are. No one is telling you how you have to message those policies to a particular audience. Um, you really are in control of your own campaign. Uh, we have, I have no, you know, donors breathing down my neck, uh, wanting me to take on a particular issue. I don't have party bosses. I, you know, I don't have lobbyists at me all the time. I am the boss, really. Um, but another critical reason that I decided to run as an independent is because, I mean, it's related to what I just said, but I think that independents have um, an opportunity in the way that party politicians don't to really and truly represent their own communities. So the system that we have in Australia sees every member of the House of Representatives representing a geographical area with approximately 100,000 voters in it. Um, when you're a party politician, you are towing a party line on various issues. And when you're an independent, you're not. The only people who you have to answer to are the people that you represent, the voters. So I am really attracted to the idea of properly representing my community and, and nobody else. How do you overcome things like, you know, a lack of party funds or a lack of, you know, prior policy commitments that parties have and that name recognition that parties have? Look, I want to say that it just means that you have to work a lot harder for a lot longer <laughs> in your community. Uh, you're right. It's it's resources that you don't have. It's also know-how that you don't have. Um, you know, if, if you picture me, for example, joining one of the party branches in my electorate of Hughes, I would have access to people who've done this before. Um, I might have political mentors who are around. I um, would certainly have uh, access to advice galore uh, on what you need for a federal election campaign and how to go about getting it. 
um, when you run as an independent, you don't have that. So you have to prepare yourself very well. And there are ways to prepare yourself for anything in the same way you would for anything that you haven't done before. You read, you talk to people, you, um, you get capable people around you helping you. Uh, and if you start early enough and work hard enough, then you, you can get there. Fair enough. Some people watching or listening are possibly interested in running for politics, maybe even independent for themselves. So what are some tactics that you've come up with for like, you know, figuring out how to campaign? If you're going to run as an independent, it really is helpful to actually, you know, be an active member of your community before you even start thinking about running in the federal election. And that's something that I had been for many years before it occurred to me <laughs> to run for federal politics. Um, I think sometimes in our everyday lives um, now we're so incredibly busy, especially people my age uh, where they're right in the middle of their careers. They might also be raising small children and it really does get quite difficult to take an active role in your own community. Um, but I think that if there are people out there who are considering getting into politics, um, particularly as an independent, a really great first step is just to join a few community groups. You know, you really need to be involved. Um, you need to understand properly how your community works at a real grassroots level. Um, that's where you will build your networks uh, and it's where you will learn about what the community needs. So I, I, would, I would start with that. How do you fund a campaign? In any number of ways. So parties uh, try and get donations from mostly corporations, um, lobby groups, uh, including fossil fuel and mining companies, for example. Again, don't get me started on that. Um, community independents generally try and fundraise from their community, just small dollar community donations. Uh, I've been lucky enough to, to get a lot of that. And I've also had... Um, some support from uh, people who are in the tech industry who are interested in making sure that Craig Kelly is never a member of parliament again and who have decided to support my campaign. So again, they're individuals um, from inside and outside Hughes who um, have donated very kindly to my campaign. So you, you get donations from um, wherever you seek them and then depending on how successful you are in seeking those donations um, so long as they comply with the electoral rules that you just take it from there but it's not a, it's fundraising is not an easy thing to do especially for um, independents and people who have never been involved in politics before as I haven't um, and I've never been involved in fundraising before so it's all there's a lot of new skills to learn what are you spending it on what is more effective uh, you know, like newspaper ads, online advertising. It's interesting, isn't it? I don't, I, I don't think that a lot of people understand uh, how an election campaign works and why should they? They've never probably been involved in one before, let alone run one. Um, and so it is a bit of a mystery why money is necessary for election campaigns and what it gets spent on. One of the things I'm trying to do in my campaign is be as, you know, as transparent as possible about that, um, both about where the money is coming from and how the money is being spent. So in response to your question about how the money is being spent, obviously the thing that people would understand is that there needs to be advertising. 
um, here in Hughes, I'm actually up against the leader of the United Australia Party, Craig Kelly MP, and he is out there boasting about the unlimited resources that he has. And so, you know, I'm up against big, big money. So we he will never be able to compete with the funds that our opponents have, and so we have to compete in another way. And it is by uh, being smarter with our with our resources, using them better, um, adapting, uh, you know, um, changing strategies as you go along. Once you learn what works and what doesn't, but advertising is a big thing that you spend money on. That involves, as you've said. A variety of different mediums it could be um, traditional print media putting ads in your local newspaper or if you are lucky enough to have the money in a national newspaper um, billboards uh you know the, the um street signs that you see around town you know maybe on the side of uh telephone boxes um then there is money that needs to be spent on things like flyers you know i i've just I, well, I'm actually this close to finishing having dropped a flyer in the letterbox of every single residence in my electorate. So that should reach 100,000 voters. Now, that takes an enormous amount of effort by a group of volunteers, but also um, it costs a lot of money to print those flyers up. Events cost money. Venue hire, you know, food, um, T-shirts for your volunteers. It's, I, I mean, I could... I could talk about it all day because there are a lot of things that you have to spend money on. And as an independent, uh, you, as I said, you have to be very, very careful with how you spend your money. One of the things that you mentioned was um, social media advertising as well. What what kind of split do you um, spend on advertising between that and tr more traditional media? The thing about social media advertising which is so different to any other kind is that it's so beautifully measurable so if you're uh running facebook ads or some other kind of social media ads you get instant data about them which you don't when you put an ad in the paper so um that is one of the ways that we're learning how um how the advertising works how effective it is um whether or not we're getting to all the communities that we need to get to um etc but it's a really really useful way to understand whether or not your message is getting through properly and whether you're reaching the people that you need to reach and then being able to tweak your strategy accordingly if you did want to uh hire a billboard with you like thumbsing up like vote for me how much does that cost good question um depending on where it is and how long you want to hire the billboard for you know how often your image will appear on the screen it could be ten twenty thousand dollars you mentioned on top of uh money that you also have a bunch of volunteers that are helping you distribute uh flyers how much uh do you heavily rely on uh, volunteers and how helpful are they to a campaign? Volunteers are essential to the campaign of, a, of anyone who's running for office, but in particular, community independence. Um, every hour that a volunteer gives you is either an hour that you don't have to spend money on or more likely an hour of something that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do because time is finite and I can only be in so many places at once. So um, the campaign honestly wouldn't have the legs that it currently has and uh, won't ultimately be successful other than with a very large group of dedicated volunteers. Would you say that there is also like a better connection with a human element versus the advertising? 
Absolutely. I, I mean, advertising, we, we've spoken a bit about that, but it's, it's really, it's only one part of the campaign, right? Like not even necessarily the most important part. If you can have a large group of volunteers, the benefits are enormous. So you are literally reaching more of your community with every volunteer that comes on board. Um, it is more fun. So like anything, if you have a big team of committed, dedicated people who are all working towards the same cause, it's really fun. It's a really, really great thing to do. Um, volunteers from your community are also critical because if they are supportive of, of you, your policies, your campaign, they will go out and, you know, tell five, ten people about it. So there's a real multiplier effect of, um, of having a lot of dedicated volunteers on your campaign um, and then there's just seriously the amount of things to do it's incredible volunteers help with every single aspect of my campaign I can't think of one thing that doesn't involve volunteer time so there is letterboxing that's kind of the most obvious way that volunteers can get involved but then there are community events, you know, once a week sometimes, and all of those events are being run, managed, staffed by volunteers. Um, I have volunteers out in the community wearing Georgia Steel orange just to, you know, be walking billboards for the campaign. Uh, volunteers who help me with social media. Uh, volunteers who will come along to a community picnic I might be running and cook the sausages, you know, cook the democracy sausages. And then, you know, when it gets closer to crunch time, election time, there's, there'll no doubt be a long pre-poll period and I will have volunteers standing at polling booths, hundreds of them. I, I'm, I mean, hundreds of them for weeks, standing at polling booths, handing out how to vote cards and just answering the questions of the voters as they walk into the polling booths. So it's... Um, I can't undersell the importance of volunteers to a, a community independent political campaign. Fair enough. So to all those watching or listening, get involved and volunteer. There is such a wide variety of things that you can do. Um, you can do things which don't involve any contact with the public if that's not your bag. So letterbox dropping, for example, that is just a great way to get some exercise and, um, you know, walk the streets of a neighbourhood that you may never have walked before. And then it goes from there, you know, to everything, including um, being a spokesperson for the campaign. If that's the kind of thing that you like to do, you could help with social media. You could help with the, with the website. You could um, you could help with the books if you're an accountant. You know there is there is a role that everybody can help with, and everybody who has both differing levels of interest in or understanding of politics. You don't have to be a political animal to be a volunteer on a community campaign. You can just roll your sleeves up and get involved in so many different ways. So there's, you know, the external media that you're trying to get um, the attention of, but there's also the media that you create. And when I asked people, what would you like to know about a campaign? They were like, how much media releases are by the actual candidate and how much is contributed to by a team? Yep, really good question. So media releases in my case are largely written by the media advisor that I was, that I was talking about before. Um, in the early days, I might write it in combination with her. Uh, I certainly 
you won't be surprised to hear, approve everything before it goes out. Um, but media releases are not very common uh, because you have to have that yarn, I suppose. You know, we, we wrote a media release when I launched my campaign, for example. Um, we might do a media release on a particularly important day um, in the Australian calendar because it's an issue that I care about and I, I want to make a statement about it. But media, for the most part, is um, trying to get interviews with journalists. And then, of course, social media. Social media takes up an enormous amount of time. Are you writing all your tweets, basically? Yeah, I don't let anyone touch Twitter. That's my, that's my special place. Um, my tweets are 100% my own. Instagram, I, I do get quite a bit of help with. I'd say it's probably 50-50 in terms of whether I write that content or whether someone else writes it and I approve it. Facebook, I probably do 75, maybe more, maybe 90% of, of my Facebook posting is myself doing it. Um, but that will also change as the election campaign moves on and as we get closer to an election, because I will just be out in the community, you know, 20 hours a day talking to people. So, but I will never let anyone touch my Twitter. So like I said earlier, some people tuning in might be interested in becoming candidates themselves. Um, so what is the actual like dull mechanical paperwork process of that. You know, you have to register with the AEC. Putting your name down as a candidate in a federal election itself, if you just focus on that specific task, really isn't a huge job. Um, the writs for the election are issued once the Prime Minister goes to see the Governor-General to call an election, and you then have a certain amount of time by which to nominate with the Australian Electoral Commission. And when you're an independent candidate, nominating involves uh, filling out a form, obviously, but also you have to submit signatures from 100 electors in your electorate who know you and who are willing to give their name address and uh, sign a form saying that you are in fact who you say you are and they know you and that you are from the electorate and, and all of those kinds of things. So there's a little bit of admin there, but it's not, it's not tricky, it's just time consuming. Um, and you can't, one of the difficulties is that you can't prepare for that. You can only start doing that once the election is called. So there's a time critical aspect to it. But the administrative aspects of running a federal election campaign, the harder part of it uh, is in relation to funding and disclosure. So there are uh, requirements that you have to meet with the AEC in relation to disclosing where your donations come from, um, uh, disclosing, you know, the names and addresses of, of donors when donations are above a particular amount, and then you have to disclose your electoral expenditure. So it's a real bookkeeping exercise to make sure that you um, have all your records quite tight so that when time comes to inform the AEC of all of that, you have it ready to give to them. And in that sense, again, it's a little bit like running the books of a small business, I suppose. Very different compliance requirements, but um, that's how I think of it anyway. You haven't actually filled out that paperwork yet. This, you I are, have not. You are, you are a candidate in the sense that you are, I mean, you have to let the public know who you are uh, and yes. that takes time. And so when that election is called, that's when you're like, time to fill in this form. 
Yes. And it's funny, isn't it, as an independent candidate, because if you were running as a as a party politician, there are other formalities that you would have gone through by the time you get to the point of announcing that you're the candidate for a particular seat. For starters, you'd have to be a member of a political party and then you'd have to run through the pre-selection process. So there would be more formalities just from the party point of view. But to be the to be an actual candidate in a federal election itself uh isn't there aren't a huge number of steps that you have to to go through but there is one other really important thing that i'll mention and that's that um people will recall several years ago there was a constitutional crisis really in relation to people's eligibility to sit in the australian parliament um there's a section 44 of the constitution which sets out eligibility requirements and a lot of senators and members of the House of Representatives had not ensured that they met those eligibility requirements before they were elected and they had to resign. So it's uh, of critical importance that before you choose to run in an election campaign that you satisfy yourself. And that can be with the benefit of legal advice if you need it, because it's not straightforward, um, that you're eligible. Is there a cost to registering as a candidate? As a matter of fact, there is. It costs $2,000 to register as a candidate in a federal election. So you can't just do it willy-nilly as a joke? Nope. Nope. Not unless you're happy for it to be an expensive joke. Do you have any uh, campaign tips for any budding politicians out there? I think we've spoken a lot about elements of a campaign, but in terms of getting yourself prepared to actually run a campaign or run for federal office, there are a lot of things you can do, especially when you're running as an independent, you don't have the benefit of all the party resources that we've been talking about. Um, There are a number of courses that you can do around the place, both at a national level and a state level. There's an organisation, for example, called Women for Election Australia, and they run really great courses in a whole lot of areas like media training, um, on the campaign trail, fundraising, those kinds of things that you need to know in order to run for an election. Uh, I also last year participated in a course at the University of New South Wales called Pathway to Politics for Women, which did exactly the same thing. It was a really in-depth, take you through your paces kind of preparation to run a political campaign. Now, those two examples have been specifically for women, but there are a lot of other places where you can um, get the education that you need to feel prepared to run an election campaign. Um, and there's just reading, you know, there's there's books available that can help you prepare. So like anything I would say in life, prepare yourself, learn as much as you can about it before you agree to embark on it, because the more prepared you are, the better the job that you will do. So as you said, you are running in Hughes, so only people in the New South Wales electorate for Hughes can vote for you. But there are going to be many, many independents running all around the country. So how can people learn more about the independents in their area? Very easy answer. Make sure you know what your federal electorate is called. Uh, A lot of people don't know which federal electorate they're in until they turn up at the voting booth. So I'm in Hughes, you know, I'm next door to Cook, which is the Prime Minister's electorate. Uh, I'm next door to Banks. I have a number of electorates around me. But find out the name of your federal electorate if you don't already know it. And then Google independent for Cowper, independent for Nichols, independent for Pierce over in WA. Uh, 
and you should be directed to their websites. Most independents will have websites that set out lots of information about them, about their platforms um, and information about the election. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And also thank you for Georgia Steele for joining us on the show. And I encourage you when an election is called and nominations close for you to look up all the different candidates in your area. Comment down below what you would like to learn about next, share, subscribe, all those things, and I will see you next time.